Welcome to the Multi-Passionaire Podcast. My name is Olivia Martin, and this is episode 9 of the Multi-Passionaire. In today's episode, Hunter and I speak about the journey of starting an online business in a creative field. Hunter is a digital designer, and she has her own Etsy business where she markets and sells her stickers and prints, alongside her aspiration with YouTube. She graduated from North Greenville University and got her bachelor's degree in digital media. We're going to be talking about the process of creating an online business, what it's like working in a creative field, and how creativity influences the product she creates. We can kick off with the question that I ask each guest, and it's the million dollar question. So what's an idea or a passion that you've had and you've always wanted to embark on, but you didn't end up doing so? Something that I really want to do is quit my job because my job is so unfulfilling. You're the first person to give me that response. And honestly, like you kind of have to be at the right place in your life to be able to do that. Like you're pursuing your little venture right now. And once that like fully takes off, then you can. So like it's kind of all about timing, Mm -hmm. but also just sticking it through and everything will work out in the end. I really want to dive into the journey of your online business. I think that's super interesting. So you have an Etsy. What made you want to create your business? Well, so I first started with that Instagram account, um, Hunter Merck Creative, because I have always been into photography. I did stuff a while ago, like when I was in high school and then into college. That was just super creative, but I didn't want to share it on my personal Instagram account. So I wanted to have an outlet for that. I didn't use it that much just because I didn't have a ton of content to pull from that was different from all of my stuff was going to look the same. So I wanted to have some variation and I didn't really have enough in that. So literally like a year ago, On my birthday, my husband and I were talking about what can I do to fulfill myself creatively without quitting my job right away, because obviously that's, it's not a good idea to just straight up quit your job. If you know, you're not in the financial place to do that, just decided to start making stuff and posting it on there. And then I decided that I wanted to hold my products in my hands, hold my art in my hands, because I've always loved stationery and it's like always been a dream of mine to make stationery and sell it and to use it myself and just to hold it in my hands. It just is so fun. It puts two of my loves together. That's so interesting. It's really awesome how you like created, you turned an idea into like a tangible product essentially. So super awesome. How did you come up with the idea? People who do what I do, they are like strictly selling graphics for other people. Like they freelance, but I wanted to do it for myself. Um, And I wanted to have creative control of what I was doing, because when you are doing it for someone else, you have guidelines that you have to follow and deadlines to meet. And for me, it was more about the process than it was about meeting certain criteria. And because I have always loved stationery, like literally my favorite part of going to Target is looking at the school supply section. Um, (laughs) I love looking at paper and I love just everything about that. So I really wanted to start with something like that yeah no that's super interesting and then so you kind of use that to dive into like the digital and like sticker print like kind of like the niche of that yeah um stickers so I have always loved stickers I am the worst though because I can never decide where I want to put them and so most of the stickers that I've purchased from other people I have taped them to something just so that I don't have to stick them. So in case I change my mind, I won't ruin the sticker. (laughs) Oh yeah. 
I'm the same. I used to have my like first hydro flask. This was like three or four years ago. I just had it covered in stickers, but I'll get in like moods where like I won't cover something, but then I'll cover like the entirety of something. Yeah, my old laptop is actually ridiculously covered in so many stickers and I don't know why I kept buying them, um, but I did and they're just from different places and from different people different businesses and stuff like that. I've always thought it was cool when businesses just like give out stickers. It's free advertising for them. Definitely. So how do you kind of like differentiate your brand and like your ideas and the stickers and the prints that you create? So a lot of what I see, I'm going to sound like a horrible person when I say this, but (laughs) um, a lot of the stuff that I see and people that I follow, even though I think the stuff that they make is pretty, I think it all looks the same. I'm sure there are plenty of people you can like scroll through and you're like, this reminds me of someone else and I don't want my stuff to remind someone of someone else even though like their stuff is pretty I think it looks nice I don't know I feel like people have I say people my husband has tried to challenge me to step out of the box um, and make things that are not just exactly what I would want because I am not trying to sell to myself so that has been really hard on me but also it's helped me to create something that I probably wouldn't do so I don't stick to just one color scheme so all my stuff is not just one color and I have tried to go off of just what trends are but colors is probably the biggest thing that I try to do differently. I think you're definitely valid on that at least in graphic design a lot of people gain inspiration which is great like that's how you kind of just put your own spin on something but at the same time you can kind of look at like all the different prints and designs and you're like, wow, these are all very similar. So I think that's really great that you kind of differentiate in that way. Yeah, that's something I've noticed about the really successful small business owners that I follow on like Instagram and TikTok. And even I just like look at their shops on Etsy um, is that their stuff just looks different than other people's. I feel like it's not the exact same thing over and over again. When did you create your business? You said you did Etsy a year ago? So I first started with that, um, but I didn't really, I didn't really have anything on there. It was very minimal. There's actually a local store that I would call it Etsy in real life that is near my husband's work and they just have a bunch of different like makers there. And so there are people who sell prints and art and then there's people who sell like vintage stuff. So you know how you can buy like vintage stuff on Etsy and then there's people who make like notebooks and all kinds of stuff candles everything that you can imagine basically it is like if Etsy was a store this would be it and so I went into the store and that's where I've sold a majority of my stuff is in that store that I never put online just because I didn't want to take the time to take pictures of the products and put them online but that's kind of where it started so that was like a year ago and then this year I decided to get an iPad which every girl on the planet has done over quarantine (laughs) and um I got an iPad I have been wanting one for a really long time and then I finally just decided to buy one and get started with different stuff because I made like greeting cards that I sold in the store like the physical store I don't have greeting cards in my Etsy shop. I really want to add that in the future. That's really cool. So starting a business definitely teaches you a lot of experience in customer service, just learning how to manage like yourself and like make deadlines and everything. What were some of the setbacks that you had when you were creating your business and kind of made you question like, is this right what I'm doing? 
Yeah. So the startup cost of just like buying your physical product is a lot because you can sit here and draw something all day long on your iPad and post it to Instagram. And that is something that, I mean, with the exception of the physical thing you're drawing on, just the startup costs of all the stuff can be really pricey. And when you start getting stuff in the mail and it's like, I'm really overwhelmed by the things that I have and by the stock that I have. And it's like, is anybody even going to want to buy this? Because they say they like my stuff, but do they want to buy it or do they just want to look at it? And then also just like self-doubt is probably um, even bigger than the cost of stuff. Something else that I found to be really difficult is finding resources that are quality, but also don't cost a fortune. I have done a ton of research and I know that a lot of people who make similar products to me, they don't like sharing their resources because they did research on it. So they don't want to share it because they want someone else to do the research too. But sometimes like having someone to help you is, is nice. And I found that not a lot of people are super helpful. I think that's something like every small business, like whenever you first start, you kind of like struggle with like, oh, is this the right thing? Like what I'm doing, like, even though I'm not making like a lot of financial gain from where I started, like anything, it just takes time. And it just will kind of pay off towards the end of the journey. Yeah, I know the first time around. So whenever I first put this stuff in the physical store, it didn't sell very well. Um, Over time, like they send me money through Venmo, actually, they take out like their portion of the money because they're selling it in their store and they take out taxes and all that stuff. Um, and so sometimes I like, they don't send me anything for a month. They send it all at one time for a month. Sometimes I don't get anything. And sometimes I get like a big chunk of change and it's like, oh, Hey, that's nice to have. Cause honestly, sometimes I forget it's over there because I haven't seen it in my house in so long that because it's in their store. That's also something kind of just letting it sit and like work its magic and kind of just not checking it like every second. Whenever you do that, it kind of makes you think like, oh, well, nothing's like taking off yet. Like, what do I do? But when you just let it grow on its own, it just kind of helps your sanity a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, I know I refreshed the page for the physical store, their like dashboard that they have so many times in the beginning. And now I don't even look at it. (laughs) Being that you're involved in both video and digital design, what are some of the like hardest aspects of being a content creator? I'm going to go back to the self-doubt thing. Some days I really have really down days um, when it comes to creating because I compare myself to other people like nobody's business. And I know you can probably relate to this too. Just watching somebody start something around the same time as you or after you. And it's like, wow, we're making the same kind of stuff. We're very different. We stand out. But At the same time, like watching someone else take off really, really quickly, it's really hard not to be jealous of other people, even though like their journey with their stuff is not the same as yours and you can't see anything that they're doing behind the scenes. So I think self-doubt is probably a big one. And then probably because I have a full-time job, I work 40 hours a week. That is probably something that if I didn't have that, I would have more time to create better quality content. Having free time to do it would be nice. I don't do much outside of my job because I do this stuff. But I think having more daylight, more daylight hours during the week would probably be nice. Just to touch upon the self-doubt, literally comparison is the thief of joy. And I swear that's honestly with anything you can apply that because if you're comparing your grades, if you're comparing your success with your business, if you're comparing how many friends someone has, like 
literally anything, it just makes you question, like, do I need to do this? Should I, like, stop? Or, like, what am I doing wrong? And it's just the worst thing ever. And especially because when you're doing it digitally, you look at people's followers or how many subscribers or their likes or their comments and kind of just everything, all their engagement. And you're like, whoa, we're doing, like, similar things, like you're saying, but I'm here and they're, like, far down the line sometimes it's like success like people are just very lucky to get like instant fame I guess but also time there's a lot of time people you kind of don't know the behind the scenes of like how long they've been doing it but sometimes it's just pure luck (laughs) yeah I know that's probably been the hardest part for me with YouTube with making videos is because I've been on YouTube for five years now I started my channel in 2015 and I just now have 4,000 subscribers, which don't get me wrong, is amazing. And I'm super thankful for all 4,000 of my subscribers. But also I see people who start with the same amount that I do. And then in two months, they have 100,000 followers. And it's like, how though? What did you do? It's insane. So whenever you were starting your business, what's something that you discovered along the way that kind of surprised you? Shipping is really expensive. I... (laughs) So there are some people who I've seen other people's shops and I see like they offer free shipping, but the cost of their product is super high. And I'm like, well, because you factored in the cost of shipping, but then there are some people who they don't factor the cost of shipping into their product. So the shipping is like more than the cost of the product. And I know for myself, I try to think about myself as a consumer and people love free shipping. Like they love it, but sometimes it's not realistic And I have shipped things not with business, just with other stuff that I've done. And shipping is so expensive. Like we want to keep the post office alive, but also my wallet is hurting. Sometimes I just think that maybe if someone has to pay shipping, they don't want to buy a product, but I also don't want to make my product outrageously priced. So just trying to find a balance between keeping shipping costs reasonable while also like making my product a fair price because If I wouldn't pay more than a certain amount for it, then I don't want to charge more than a certain amount for it. I can definitely attest that I am guilty. I do enjoy free shipping when I'm like shopping online. Because if you're getting like one item and the shipping is like $13, but also when you're considering it's a small business, you kind of have to think, okay, this is not like a mass corporation. So it's kind of worth it. What's one piece of advice that you could give someone for starting their own business, whether that's Etsy or starting a YouTube channel or anything? I would say just do it. Um, With a business, it's a little bit harder to just do it because you do have to have a little bit in the beginning to get started. But I think if it's something that you really want to do, then like save up for it. I mean, that seems like an obvious thing to say, but sometimes you just have to really decide if your heart is in it enough, then you're going to save the money and not spend it on something else that you don't need. And I know for me, sometimes it can be really difficult not to buy everything I see in the Target dollar section, but (laughs) I know that I need to save that money and put it towards something more useful towards my business. The only regret I have about YouTube is not starting sooner. And I started five years ago. So like, how could it have been sooner? So I think that if you wait to do it, you're only going to regret it. How do you kind of balance doing YouTube videos, editing, graphic design, and Etsy? That's a good question. Um, so I just actually started this week a new schedule. So I work from 7.30 to 4.30, but I was working eight to five. I know the 30 minutes doesn't feel like it's a lot, but when you get to leave half an hour before the rest of the office, it's amazing. I do most of my YouTube stuff over the weekend and I do most of literally everything else over the weekend. 
So I really try not to do anything on the weekend unless I have to. And if I do, then I need to make sure that it's something productive. But that's when I do like Etsy stuff. That's when I do graphic stuff because I can do that with the TV on in the background. So when my husband is home and we're watching something or if we're eating dinner or whatever, then I'm able to just do that on my iPad and my computer whenever, wherever I want to do it. It's a little bit harder to do YouTube stuff whenever I don't have like a set time to do that. But as far as graphics, I can just like leave it and then come back to it if I'm feeling uninspired, but I can't like do that in the middle of a video. With Etsy orders, I just do them as they come in. I want to segue back to comparison. How do you kind of combat comparison whenever you're making designs? Sometimes I think part of my comparison also what I will do is I accidentally like end up making something that's too similar to somebody else because I've seen it enough times. And so sometimes I just have to step away from it and think about like to really channel my own thoughts. <laughs> sometimes I really just have to like put my phone away and not look at other people's stuff. But then also comparing like what my stuff looks like compared to someone else's stuff. There's this one girl that I follow and I'm not kidding. Every single thing that she posts is so beautiful that it almost, I'm just like, what's the point? Sometimes like I literally looked at something she posts today and I was like, your posts are so beautiful that I just need to unfollow you or something, but they're so pretty. They give me great inspiration. One time I was comparing myself too much to someone on YouTube. So I just unsubscribed to them. I made sure that they weren't going to show up on my like page in the beginning, unfollowed them on Instagram. I was like, I'm making myself mad over this and I don't need to. So sometimes I just have to step away from it. I think sometimes whenever we look at things that kind of influences us too much, like say for instance, you read someone's essay and you're like, oh, this is really good. I'm gonna start reading my essay. You're starting to pull from their ideas. So I think that's really good to step away and to kind of just think about it and then it'll kind of come to you, like an aha moment. That's what's happened with a lot of the stuff that I've done, actually. Some of my, like, sticker designs, I will sit there and draw something over and over and over again and hate every aspect of it. Like, if you could watch the time lapses of my Procreate drawings, they would be so funny to start out with because what I started with is nothing like what I ended with. Then eventually, I'll end up making something that I love because that's what most of my designs have ended up being. Sometimes I can just, like, I have an idea from the start but then other times I'm like I hate everything about this and I'm just gonna scrap it 400 times before I finally decide that I like it no I'm the same way I'm kind of a perfectionist whenever it comes to like certain things so I kind of just keep on redoing it redoing it redoing it until I like it and I'm like ooh, this is good we're like getting closer what's kind of the process that you like come up with your designs four stickers a lot of them are quotes so I have one that says don't quit your daydream and I think that's probably my favorite one that I've made not just because I like the way that it looks but because that quote means a lot to me I start with a quote and then the sticker literally it just has the words it's like a calligraphy type writing I don't know how I made the words look so good because I look at them all the time and I'm like how did I do that how did that come from my hands and I just kind of pick some colors that I like. I try to have a color palette on the side that I'm looking at to pull from. And sometimes I will literally drag the same color over and over again, like 400 times, and then decide I hate the color. And I just keep doing that until I am vibing with the color. And sometimes I'm vibing with it when I start and I'm not when I end. But usually I start with a quote. I try to arrange it so that it looks nice. I don't know that I have like a specific process. Sometimes I just see something that 
sparks an idea. It's like one of my stickers is a monstera leaf and it says let's grow. And I didn't know that I wanted it to have words on it whenever I first made it, but I got an unsplash, which is great for the copyright free photos. And I found a monstera and I was like, I want to trace this. And I was like, I don't want to trace the whole thing. So I kind of just want this leaf. But then I was like, but wait, let's add more to it. How long does it usually take you? So I made one yesterday that I have not done anything with. I haven't even saved it as a as an image on my iPad yet. It took me 19 minutes to make, but then there's another one that took me an hour and a half to make. So it really just depends on how I'm feeling, if I like it when I start. So I'd say probably one that I end up liking is probably closer to an hour. All right. Well, that's all the questions. Hunter, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Multi-Passionaire Podcast. This episode can be found on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please go review on Apple Podcasts and follow at Multi-Passionaire to stay updated on our Instagram. I'll have what I mentioned in the episode show notes if you would like to check out our guest. And by now, you will have realized that I am releasing two episodes every month. Stay tuned and talk to you next time.